Last week on This Is Gonna Hurt. Iron Bolt soars through the air, catches Brimley's hat. I can't do math when I'm gonna yell that. And he whips this armored man through the air at you, Windar. Does the armor man count as an improvised weapon? What's the deal with that? And the troll begins to fall. Is he dead? He is dead. And so, <laughs> and so... You thought you won. <laughs> Galandan um, says to Windar, because you're the only one near him. I'm, I'm done raging, by the way. Cool. Galandan says... Can't stop, um, will stop. <laughs> the, the local army will... They'll have to have heard these explosions. They'll have to have known about this. They'll be here soon. We we cannot be caught here together. Scatter. We I'm meet me at the tavern of the tipping tyrant in one hour. You son of a wiener. <laughs> um, also, hey, did, can we hear that like over the true. He's the water. <laughs> what? Can we hear no. that like over the water. But so basically, Galandan gestures for you to like run this way. Okay. And he and Viola. And the half orc, <gasps> they all begin to run kind of the opposite direction. Um, Brimley's gonna work his way back up onto the dock, and we see them running. He's actually gonna dart over to the bolt in the wall sure. and try to wiggle his hat out. Okay, give me strength check. Slide <laughs> of hand. I feel like the water should just should have shocked his system to like sober him up a little bit. I yell cold to, water. I yell to Brimley, and this isn't any musical fashion. Actually, I'll yell it in a musical fashion. Um, <laughs> you can do it. No, let's get the hell out of here. Bardic inspiration. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you get a D8. Cool. That's this one, right? The funny oh, one. Yeah. I gave. All right. I'm giving you. I'm giving you oh, like that was for the uh, that's for jumping out. Like I think you feel the urgency here. Mm-hmm. And you know that, like, if these guys who helped you are running, that. For whatever reason, you don't want to hang around here. So I'm giving you this one. This isn't something you can just like. Like maybe, right. maybe you could come back later and try to get your hat. Okay. I'm giving you one shot. Okay. I'll give it like one tug. See if I can get it out. I will I will say you can do sleight of hand. Okay. You're trying to kind of like finagle it out. Like right. use logic instead of strength to wiggle it out. It's pretty it's 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 gonna be a DC of ten. Okay. Which is doable. Sleight of hand. You get a bardic inspiration. I'll say that the fight sobered you up. Okay, cool. Between I'll water and your adrenaline, just like your liver is working overtime to oh. kind of like detoxify your body. I'll roll my bardic inspiration and then give you that with my sleight of hand total if you want to roll it. Oh, yes, please roll your. Okay, so it's a three, so I get a plus six to my roll. Nice. Total? Total. You are unable. No! To finagle. Your hat oh. out of the bolt. All right. How far the leave behind and sprint in the opposite direction? I mean, it's not like our world where you hear like sirens or anything. Well, um, then can I kind of? I want to perceive how much time it would take for them to react. Like, I, like no, for, not something for, you, you. There's no way. Come on, no, that's like yeah, that's like yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you'd be like, well, uh, you know, you, okay. you couldn't guess how long. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and listen then to see if like I hear clamoring. Okay, he's been hanging out here. I put on my eyes of the eagle as I'm flying in the air. And, okay, and I want to, as we're overhead, <laughs> I want to look at the the, the scope. Okay. I, like advantage on perception checks. Okay. What's your know. what's your uh 
What's your perception? I like that everybody's class? banding together so I can get my hat. Six. No, he's not doing that. He just no, wants I know. He just wants to see. <laughs> no, yeah. six. You see in the distance troops moving towards this location. Do I, I mean, in the distance, do I know an estimate of. You see from that way people in metal plate kind of armor. Uh, steel, gray colored, maybe 30 guys coming from the left. You see, I don't know, 10, 12 guys all in white robes moving towards your location. So white robes over here. Sure. Plate over here. Yeah. Is that what you said? Something like that? Something like that. Okay. I'm going to point at, uh, at Windar and say, uh, troops are uh, using message. Troops are, are close. Are like moving as this is happening. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I say back, how far you think? And I, I point at uh, Lorthmar roundabout. I wasn't really given a roundabout. They're a couple hundred feet away. Okay. So, um, as they're running away, um, I'm going to use major image and create the image of a, of a troll at the right by where the boat exploded. Okay. And I'm going to hang back a little bit and just to keep the image going and I'll let everyone run ahead and I'm going to activate my boots of speed. So to make sure that the, that the illusion works and then I can catch up. So you guys are able to duck down an alley. If you're leaving the hat. Yeah. You're able to duck down an alley. You do what you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I miss my hat. You no, all of you. Sorry. <laughs> the four of you kind of run through alley to alley to alley. Eventually you find an open cellar door that you run that you're like seeing as you're running. I go to the cellar door. Okay. I go into the cellar. You see an empty cellar. Hang out there. See if there's a door leading anywhere else. There are no doors leading anywhere else. Hang out there to wait for the hour to pass. I feel like that's yeah, what we should do. That's what we do. We're going to yeah. do that. We close the cellar door behind us. <gasps> okay. If you were taking an hour, if you... Like, nobody took any damage. No, but I can re-summon Bonzi. Because it was a nutso fight. I, I took, took damage. damage. Oh. If I you want to, you can roll hit dice. I, I took no damage. No, I'm not. If no you'd damage. like to. If you'd like to. I mean, you were fi- you were staring. Yeah. Is, is this... in the face. Is this a short rest? It's no hell. It can be. It can be. As long as somebody can like keep like you know keep your ear to the door because you're you're essentially hiding out to like lay low while you know right. troops are yeah. nearby. Fun fact: I have font of inspiration, which means that I can recover all my bardic inspiration after a long or short rest. Ooh, that's cool. So dandy. That's, that's cool. That's uh, I also get to recover dandy. some spells. I'm done thinking. Oh no, but I'm I'm bringing Bonzi back. Bonzi's coming back. Oh. Okay. You know, I'll I'll use a D10 actually. I, like we, we have him, so why the hell not? Am I able to? So if we're in the cellar and bringing Bonzi back, he's gonna be made up of like cellar dust and stuff. He's gonna be like all gray and cement looking. Okay, stone looking. Gray owl. Yeah, with some like stone feet. Right. Maybe a stone beak as well. So you guys hang low for a while, and you know about an hour has passed. You hear bells in the distance to signify that it's the changing of an hour. Cool. We're going to peek out of the cellar door, see what's going on in the street or the alley that we're in. Do we have any idea where we are? 
Lorthamar. Lorthamar! Hey, you know this city pretty well, right? If you got to a like a street, because you're in like an alley, you'd probably know where you are. Alright, so then I uh I open the the cellar door. Mm-hmm. There appears I, to be no one there. Okay. And I'm gonna stealthily try to go through the alleys to find a main street. Are okay. we looking for um there's a street? It's named after like this lion type thing. It starts with like a G. Dude, it's like a main street? Griffin. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. Lorthamar, have you heard of that street? Gallandan Street. Corinth? No one? No one. What what do you... So... I just got here. Are you rolling for me or am I just saying... Oh. Stealth check? Yes. What are you rolling? Uh, What's your modifier? First of all, I get advantage. On stealth check and it's plus five. Whoa, big die. Yeah. That's... You're going to break a mini. (laughs) That's true, actually. Uh, You six... You... You sneak, and you sneak, and you sneak, and it's good because some people actually walk by. Some people in white robes mm-hmm. with black pants, purple belts on. People walk by. and But you find a main street. Okay. I find a main street. You so- know where you are, and you know where the tavern of the Tipping Tyrant is in relation to you. So... I, I'm assu- I'm assuming that I was out alone. Yes. I had to I had to go back and I had to Yeah. Okay. So then uh the coast is clear. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna again stealthily go back. Okay. And uh get to the guys and say, I I know the way. Okay. So all dead. You, the, the group of you make it back to the main street. Cool. At this point it's like early evening. I have my hood up by the way for my cloak. Okay. It's like early evening. Yeah. You're, you're on like a main road and right. there's, there's people we'll, and it's, we'll you know. head towards the tavern yep cool you uh you find the tavern cool there's a floppy sign in the front oh and there's this it's just like a picture of a king with a crown and he's just like dropping gold mm-hmm. in front ah, of him, like gold tipping. coins ah I like that and so if you were to open the door to the Tavern of the Tipping Tyrant, you would see a pretty full bar in front of you. There's people of all shapes, sizes, colors, things of, of that nature. And there's a man behind the bar. He's got a shiny domed head. He's so much quicker than you all. It's great. <laughs> no, I, I, know, I, know, I know who it is. And he's got a beard that forks yep. in two different directions. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, he sees you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he sees you from across the bar. Ah, uh, that's cool. I, I, that's awesome. I I hold my arm, kind of <laughs> arm, arm across, <laughs> arm across my chest. Yeah, you're like always just like, like I point through my it's, it's like it, it looks like I'm kind of like <laughs> you know under my leg. <laughs> It looks like I'm rubbing my arm and I'm pointing at Lorthamar and go, well, it looks like he thinks it's like he saw a superhero. Put your mask on. <laughs> so, I do. <laughs> do. Do you say Put that? Your mask on? As yes. you're, well, you're just in the bar at this point and just like mask. On. Yeah. Mask Engaged. On. <laughs> Shadow um, warrior. <laughs> mask. So he doesn't, he doesn't move. He continues to clean his bar. 
And he just like, you can see him looking down. His eyes are really wide. And he has a big smile on his face. And he's just, he's just cleaning the same spot, just in a circle. And you see him like bouncing a little bit. He's like a little giddy. <laughs> Korath goes up and he's like, I'm the same big guy. <laughs> I, I, I know. You know? You're the, you're the big guy. <laughs> and, 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 and you're the gnome. Uh-huh. And the lizard. So, and you were the elf the last time, weren't you? <laughs> no. You recognize him as none other than Timois. Ah, uh, Timois. The bartender, the old, the old bartender from the Howling Dog that you met in Valorn. Hey, how'd you end up here? Well, well, my, the, the, the bar was destroyed in Valorn. And, and, and they remember that? Do you, do you guys remember that guy with the one arm? That guy? Yeah, that guy. That guy. He he said that I, I could come here, and he he hooked me up with this this nice job. Did, does he like own this place? Does he own bars? No, I I don't I don't know. Okay, anyway. I don't know. Are you sure he wasn't the elf? Oh. <laughs> how many? Wait, how many elves are there? And he starts. He holds up his hand. <laughs> he starts to count, and he goes, "Are you guys here?" For, for why I think you're here? Probably. We're always here why you think we're here. Then, then, then I, I, got a, I got a special drink for you guys. Uh, and he says like really loud, like, <laughs> like, like too loud. Like, you know, he's, he's like, it, it's in the back though. <laughs> there's a special drink in the back. And he winks at you guys. <laughs> Tim, well, I, don't, I really want it. Dude. Can you go get the drink for me? Can we oh, go? That, that one's uh, self, self-service. <laughs> All right. A little strange, but okay. <laughs> do, do I feel any eyes looking at us after Tim was like, it's in the bag? <laughs> no, I think the, the usual patrons of the Tavern of the Tipping Tyrant would kind of know yeah. that he's, you know, he's Timwa. Yeah. Brimley's going to ask Timwa if he has any twine. Does he? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Why? I used to, to tie up pastries. That's cool, man. In, in, in <laughs> parcels. Probably going to take that and um, if he, if he can get any and tie his hair up in a little man bun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, man. I wish there were more fights today. Give you inspiration. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he, he gives it to you. You succeed on... You succeeded bunning <laughs> on that. You had the seating music. Yeah, I know. I. It's okay. We live. We learn. It goes away. So that's that's. Yeah, he, then, he, then says, he says he says what he says to you. Ben. As as Brimley is like man bunning it, he he just walks into the back like as he's doing it. Okay, that's Brimley. What about everybody else? Follow Brimley. All right. Yep. If kinda, you go in the back, kind of chuckling, you see a door. And there's like one of those little slidey windows for like a secret door. Yeah. And that's what you see. Knock on the door in like a pattern that sounds like it would be a secret pattern. Knock on. Knock. So what do you do? That's, no, no. That's, that's not it. I want to do th- three short knocks, three long knocks, and three short knocks again because that's SOS. Okay. Yeah, I was, try I was it doing, out. I was doing. 
There was hmm. a secret. No, there wasn't a secret knock. Tim thought there was a secret knock, and there wasn't. <laughs> uh, okay. What did you do? Thank. So y'all start knocking on the doors, <laughs> except Lorthamar. I guess they're just Brimley like, and Windar. I feel like we take turns going back and forth. And when Windar goes, the door opens, and Gallandan is standing there waiting for you. And he goes quickly, quickly inside, inside. Dude, you couldn't look through the eye hole. We go inside. All right. Yeah, I go inside. I go inside, I go inside yeah. but I'm firmly looking very like annoyed that they just had a knock like that. And he closes the door. He's still mad. He lost. Well, no, he walked in though. But he's still mad. He lost his hat. I understand. And he goes uh, quickly. We're, we're we're just about to get started. And so he he takes you down uh just like one stairs, one set of stairs, one and stairs. there's <laughs> just one stair, <laughs> and there's a hallway. And as you walk down the hallway, you see. Rooms, and there are just like various people of different races, all seemingly like pretty well armored and weaponed and things like that. And they're all just kind of like hanging out down there. You'd probably guess there are 15 or 20 people total that you see as you walk down the hallway. When you reach the end of the hallway, there's a door that Gallandan, he leans his spear up against the wall and he moves a latch and he pushes the door open. He picks his spear up again. And he walks through. Now, on the inside of this room, it's pretty bare bones. It's there's so the, the floor of this basement is is just stone bricks. The walls are just made of wood. There is a map of a troon on one wall, but other than that, there's a big round table in the middle of the room. And sitting, I'm gonna move you guys. Sitting around the table are the four people you met at the battle. So if you walked in and you looked to the right, you would see the half-orc. Next to the half-orc would be the dwarf. They're both sitting. The red-skinned, yellow-haired woman is standing. Next to her is the man in the green cloak. There's this empty chair that Gallandan moves to, and then there are four chairs to kind of complete the circle. And Gallandan sits down, and the woman says, Please. Sit. Billy's gonna sit in the chair right next to Gallon Dan. Okay. I sit across from Viola. I sit next to the half work. Or I guess sits in the remaining chair. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in a circle. Yeah. We should take a picture of this at some point. Not right now. Okay. We have much to discuss. I I want to thank you, first and foremost, for your aid in the plaza. As we were not anticipating that our foe would bring trolls with them. Welcome to one of our many hideouts. We are the five captains of the order that you have been working for. We're working for them. Where's our W-2s? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my. She kills you. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they have two wizards, dude. <laughs> there, there are three things we must discuss. Now, I, I understand that you have been thrown into our war, and 
I do not expect you to remain a part of our war if you do not wish to be a part of our war. And she aims a glare at Galandan. <gasps> the dude lost an arm. You have never truly been with us. We don't know you. And Galandan pipes up and says, Viola, they were chosen by the great mage. He mocked them himself. Oh, wait. He pulls off his boot and sticks his foot up in the air. His left foot. She sees the mark. Cool. And Windar says, wait, wait. You're the viola that he knew, wasn't you? Aren't you? I'm a viola. Whom, whom are you speaking of? Amherstall. Her, she furls her brow. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> she cracks her neck. The first thing we must discuss is replacements in our order. Now, I did not wish for you for to be here. Sadly, I was outvoted by my fellow captains. Who voted for us? And <laughs> the, you see the dwarf who doesn't have a helmet on anymore. He's got dark brown hair. He's got olive skin. Uh, he's wearing all black clothing. He just kind of has like a big goofy smile on his face. He's got a dagger in one hand. The uh, the old man. So so let me let me let me describe the, the people the the other people at the table here. So the old man, he's got kind of like a grayish brown beard, big beard. His ears aren't human ears. Now that you are getting a close look at him, they look kind of like big flappy dog ears. And he's got a really big bulbous nose and thick. <laughs> grayish brown eyebrows <laughs> you've you have uh, i mean you guys you guys can roll for me yourself you can roll me intelligence checks don't even do math you've never seen a thing like this before you have no clue unless you got a 35 somehow you have no clue what race this guy is he rolled a crit doesn't matter. It's a skill. Does it make a thirty-five? Do you know? Do you know? Does he know at least like this is, where it this branched is, off? Yeah, you you are confused, dude. Korath, uh, Korath, through her like talking of disdain to us, he he says like, "My soul is already bound to your cause." Yeah, Korath lost the leg, and so of his soul. Gallandans, um. Oh, so, so you got the dwarf, there's this old creature, and then there is a half-orc. Uh, he's very dark-skinned, and he's very tough, and he's wearing the, the cloak, like, basically like a dead wolf as, like, his cloak. Um, the head is kind of like the hood, and it's kind of kicked down at this point. Does, does Atreus kind of, like, pipe up and go, hey, I know that guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn. I'm assuming Atreus' spirit is an ancient one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Galandan kind of stands up and he says, Viola, before we do this, can we introduce ourselves? And Viola rolls her eyes and goes, fine. And he goes, my, my associates here. We, and he points to this... Dog man? Yeah, this, this creature guy. And he goes, this is... Well, he doesn't usually like names. 
we've simply begun referring to him as Fordox. And in, on his lap is his wooden um, stick that you saw him battling with. And upon further inspection, you realize it's a didgeridoo. He's got in his hands. It's not a staff. It's a didgeridoo. And he goes, our dwarven friend here likes us to refer to him as the snake. And he just smiles big. And at the end, that is Riblar the butcher. And the, the half orc, he just kind of like closes his eyes, almost like he's trying to just go to sleep. He, uh, he doesn't look too super into this. And, uh, so, so can, can we, can we move on with this gallon, Dan? Ah, fine, 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 fine. He says, so there are two positions that have become vacated in our order. As you well know, Aberstall was our grand master. You guys remember that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I knew that one. Typically, the new grandmaster is chosen by the captains of our order from the captains of our order. That's one. Two. Each captain has a second in command, a vice captain, if you will. And one of our vice captains has gone missing. He was last seen in the Riverside town. Ooh. What was he there? What's his um, name? Over a year ago. He oh was a simple God. fellow. No. He was a simple fellow, but a fierce warrior none the same. And I'm a fear, I'm afraid uh, his name was his, his You knew Toko? Yes! When when would you have met Toko? And Gallandan stands up. And says, when would you have met Toko? We met him on the way to the Tower of the Wind. He carried our stuff for a little bit. We know we met him. No, he was our We guy. met him on the way to the Riverside well, Tower. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that was on our journey to the Tower of the Wind. Yeah, he punched and not a dragon. It was crazy. He wasn't doing so well. <laughs> when did you last see him? Oh, uh... In the desert. So... Right before we made it to the Tower of the Wind, we were attacked by figures in black. They were just bounty hunters, weren't they? And Obakashet caused a sand cyclone whirlpool. Whirlpool. One of these bounty hunter people knew Lorthmar somehow, which... We never really got to. Yeah. But don't uh, we don't really this. know what <laughs> happened to what? Toko there. Toko disappeared he during the scuffle. Gone. Did you not look for him? Viola says. We were in the middle. We were. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> we were sent to bind the earth cage. And when you were finished, she says, and her hair begins to glow yellow like fire. Are we sitting? Uh, yeah, I stand. Likewise. I had a new girlfriend. <laughs> I wandered the desert for four months. I didn't see him. You win. She storms off. She blasts aside her chair with a fireball and leaves the room in a huff. The dwarf stops smiling. Fordox, the creature... Frowns. The half orc's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Still not giving 
<laughs> Galandan goes to the corner of the room. After 10 minutes of silence, Galandan comes back to the table. The door opens up again. Viola walks back in the room and says, Would any of you like to change your decisions on whether or not these four fools should be counted amongst us? Don't call me that. I stand up, Ganassi, and I stare right in the face. She stares you back. And I say, I never asked to be a part of your escapades. Don't you dare disrespect me. She gestures towards the door. There's the door. Please, do me the honor. It also feels like we've done a lot more than you guys here. Yeah, to be be entirely (laughs) honest. Just to point that out, you know. If Aberstall hand-selected us for this, apparently, you're doing a great job there. Alan Dan stands up. And he's a viola sit down. And Viola turns to him and says, We haven't decided anything yet, Galandan. You are not my superior. So Galandan says, Let's decide then. And so each of you gets a vote for who you want to be the new Grand Master of the Secret Order. The half work. Each one of them, <laughs> each one of them also gets a vote. So do we gotta write it down? Is it secret? Wait. I have index cards. So Perfect. any one oh, of them are up. Wait, I need one index card. Just only captains vote though. Yeah, so they So we're, we're captains. No, no. They they took like a pre-vote to kind of have you here to vote because you guys have done quite a bit to help their secret order. So they took like a pre-vote to say, you know, should these guys be allowed to help us determine who the next grandmaster is. The dwarf explains what kind of hasn't been said. And he said, you see what, what normally happens is uh, <laughs> the captains are usually the ones to decide who the new grandmaster is. But some of us, and he shoots a look at Viola, we decided that uh, because you guys, you guys you have done quite a bit for us, that you guys should be allowed to, uh, to partake in the vote. Isn't that right, Mribbler? Mribbler what he said. And he kind of like wakes up a little bit. And so you each get a vote. You cannot vote for yourselves. (laughs) You are allowed to vote, but you are not captains. Right. You cannot vote for (laughs) yourself. Do we have time to talk about this? Sure. All right, so I... I kind of like everyone gathered together. That's four. To, <laughs> okay. To talk. They, they, uh, the, the snake the, is the dwarf. He chuckles to himself a little bit. <laughs> talking, talking, talking. And they, they just kind of like let you gather together okay. to whisper to one another. Is it, a, is it a ballot thing or are we saying it outright? You're going to, you're going to write who you want to vote for. Oh, um, yeah. Like you can talk as much as you guys want, but you don't have to all vote for the same person. I, I think it is safe to say that Viola is not the choice for us. To be honest, I'm, I'm not sure about anybody. I really like the dog guy. I mean, that's fine, but he seems quiet and reserved. 
I don't know. As as far as caring goes, I I haven't. The only two that care about our situation, our lives, really, are Viola and uh, Galandan. Viola, not in the positive. But they voted to let us vote, so some of them must, you know, appreciate us. On what account? On us doing their dirty work? Yeah. I'm I'm honestly a little concerned, and this is just me being me, but I I don't trust everybody. I don't. Well, Countdown's the one we've known the longest. I know. Honestly. I mean, I know who I'm going to vote for. Okay, so write down Wait. who you would like to vote for. Oh, we each have an index card? Yep, everyone should have one index card. I only had... Oh. Two. We can split them in half. Split them in half. Yeah, split it in half. Split it in quarters. Split it in quarters. I'm curious to see what happens. Changes oh, everything. One, so they pass some kind of some kind of metal tin around, and everybody throws in a piece of paper with a name written on it. Cool. And the ballots read as follows. Someone want to keep track of this for me? One for Gallon Dan. One for Viola. One for Gallon Dan. One for Viola. One for Viola. One for Viola. One for Gallandan. One for Gallandan. The tiebreaker. There's one more vote. Oh, God. One for Korath. <laughs> I'm not a captain! <laughs> that was the vote. That's a tie. I'm not a captain! You can't vote for me! <laughs> Viola... Stands up and says, do you see my captains? This is why we only have five of us. There are never any ties because Galandan, you know what we have to do now. Do they have to fight to the death? Oh, God. So they stand up. (laughs) (laughs) They walk to a separate room which is large and everyone the buzz kind of spreads that there's a tie for this um decision and so the people the other 10 or 15 people in the basement hear that viola and gallandan are going to go at it Yes. So Brimley, like, at some point, to somebody important, would say, This seems a little archaic. I think we're past, like, you know, duels to the death in our own organization. That just seems like a waste of bodies. Can we, like, do something else, maybe? I know a guy who has a chessboard. Fordox, the beast man, says to you, not quite a duel to the death, little gnome. It is a duel for honor. And the two of them square off. Now, in the event that this happened, right, we could play out this fight. I decided that their stats are pretty much even. And the way this is going to work is I'm just going to roll a d20. And if it's... One to ten, it'll be Viola that wins the fight. 
If it's 11 to 20, it will be Gallon Dan that wins the fight. I'm going to roll it in front of you so you know Sorry. that I am not Steering. just picking the number that puts one or the other in charge. This is the destiny you have chosen for. I'm going to use the advantage die for this organization. I can't believe you picked Korath. I didn't even know it was him. It was absolutely him. It was absolutely. like 100% <laughs> It was me. Craig is an agent of chaos and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to roll this C20. Now, so Fordox steps into the middle of the room and goes, All right. You both know how this goes. Whoever's defeated is expunged from our order. But the- that also seems like a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Define expunged. What does that do? Kicked out. Well, no, not in that sense. Like, how do they expunge you? Find out. Damn it. <laughs> Make sure it's like a... I rolled an 18. Woo! That means Gallandan with his Gallon plan <laughs> is victorious. It is a battle fiercely fought by both sides, but ultimately he gets Viola in a position with where his spear is up against her neck. And he says, submit Viola. And she looks up at him and she says, fine, choose them over me, Galandan. And she stands up, walks over to a table that was nearby, picks up a dagger, rolls up her sleeve and carves a slash through her mark, her tattoo, puts the the dagger on the table and walks out of the room. The forces, the people of the secret order, they look as if to grab her, to stop her from leaving the room. And Galandan yells, no, let her go. And they look confused. And he very dramatically turns and says, I am your grand master. Do as I say. And they inch away from Viola and she walks out the door, walks down the hall. You can hear a pin drop in this place. You hear her feet clunk up the steps and she's gone. Gallandan gestures you all back into the room. The other captains go as well. And as we will have to find a replacement for Viola as well, it, it seems. And Toko. And Gallandan. And Gallandan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need two new captains and a vice captain. <sighs> Moving forward, not backwards. While I was at the Golden Sanctum, the Earth Crystal fell. Once a month, I would return there to see if anything had changed. The last time I entered the Golden Sanctum, a ball of fire appeared 
in the room. Knowing what we now know about the temples of the elemental planes, I would guess that the fire cage is in the elemental plane of water. The temple of water is here in Stromals. Well, it's at the bottom of the Great Lake Priasana. As of this moment, we have no means of getting ourselves there. There have been, there have always been magical items around these regions, fishermen who had means to breathe underwater to prevent themselves from drowning, but lately, the priests of the water temple, it seems they've been waging war against the people of Stromals and our take have been taking back these items. We have only one remaining. And he opens a chest in front of you, and there's a bunch of goodies in there. Alright, there's a little bit of gold. There's a bunch of scrolls, which we'll talk about. There's a bunch of potions, which we'll talk about. But on top is this white collar. It's almost like a semicircle. And he goes, this is a, a collar of water breathing. Do any of you possess the means to breathe underwater? Sounds like a goofy sentence, but you know. No. He's all no. serious and stuff. No. Nope. No. Then I believe your first step in entering the elemental plane of water and sealing the cage of fire would be to find the cove with which these priests of the water temple have, they've, they've made, uh, they've turned a cove on the surface um, to their doing. I, th- I believe they've teamed up with brigands and pirates at this point. I think you, their best bet would be to go there and try to recover some of these breathing apparatus so that we can move forward in our plan. And that's what he says to you. And the dwarf goes, yeah. And Fordox just looks solemn. And Mirblar's asleep again. Is there a thieves guild in this city? Possibly. Do you know how we get in touch with them? No. We'll figure it out. You could all row me. No. You are probably the only person... You know, you're the only person who's lived here. So I'm going to let you roll a history check. What's your history modifier? Uh, plus seven. You got pretty dang good. You know there is a thieves guild in the city. Whether or not you share that with Brimley is up to you. You know that there's a thieves guild in the city. That's kind of it. That's what, you know. Okay. Brimley's got to go hat shopping. <laughs> okay. Do you have any other business with Gallon, Dan? What's what's with the rest of the stuff in this chest? Is that up for grabs? Yes. Take it with you. You have whatever Viola might believe. You have done wonders for our order. My own feelings about Toko aside. Take this. You will need it. Brimley's going to try to pick it up by himself. It falls to the ground. Everything breaks. No. <laughs> it, it, falls, it, it, it falls with a clatter. Okay. You know, a couple of feet. The gold in the bottom kind of cushions the, cushions the potions. Lorthamar, right. you got that hole? Absolutely. So Brimley's going to sift through it and see what's in there, and like every time I like, pick something out, like throw it into the hole. Okay. But after like checking it out. Gotcha. So you kind of categorize right. what was in Catalog there. You it. put them in, Yeah, you put it in the hole. Okay. Anything else? 
Hey, uh, Gallandan. Just a quick question. Yes? I remember originally we asked you what the purpose of the order was or something along those lines, and you said that you couldn't say it at the time because you weren't Grandmaster. I'm going to raise that question again. It's a bit of an old name, but we are known as the Assembly for the Remaination of Etrune. We refer to ourselves as the Assembly. We have committed ourselves to preventing the Monarch from ever to returning to Etrune, and if possible, destroying him once and for all. That's it. Who are the other guys? Yep. Who's going to say that while he's like putting uh, stuff in the hole? The dis- our, f- our foe. The disassembly. <laughs> <laughs> our foe call themselves the Resurgence. And they, as you have guessed, probably, have dedicated their lives <laughs> to returning the monarch to his full power. Some of their order were once members of our own. There was a man named Edgar. Edgar Greyblood. He challenged Abristol for the right to be Grand Master and lost. And upon his dismissal from our order, decided to join the forces who are opposing us. Um, just, just, uh, dumb question here. Mm-hmm. Um, don't you think it's a little counterproductive to, to expunge people if they lose the bout to become Grandmaster? Because, I mean, you have some disgruntled people come back and they know all the secrets and you, you, you know what I mean. It's, it's a bit of a leak. Actually, it's not a leak. You broke the whole damn barrel. <laughs> the dwarf who is nearby says, It's not our place to question the will of the great mage. He sounds like a 1920s gangster. Good. I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I want to pull out the mage's circle and put it on my head. Okay. I, wasn't the circlet gone? No. No. I thought it was. No. Oh. It, so, it was gone in the elemental plane. Yeah. yeah it, okay. didn't, it didn't follow you into the elemental plane of air. Okay. Because I thought Galandan's new helmet was you a new circlet. You put the circlet on your head. It begins to get warm, and you hear a voice. The four of you, all four of you, hear the voice of the Great Mage using the voice of Aberstal. Yes, yes, my friends. It's it's been quite a while. Age. Yes, that's me. Why would followers of your order, when so devout, upon being expunged, go in the complete ideological different direction? Are you referring to Edgar or Viola? Has Viola turned? I have faith. In my viola. To Edgar was a different story. You want to tell us that story? <laughs> <laughs> another time, Brimley, another time. 
Yeah, it's past my bedtime. Korath's not really concerned with that. The DM hasn't fully put the pieces of that one together yet. (laughs) (laughs) What's a DM? (laughs) Oh, that man. That man. That man. Now, I don't... I don't know what you think happened. Galandan would never lose faith in Viola. Don't you lose faith in her either. Oh, I won't. I'm just concerned. <laughs> he, uh... I like to think when this happens, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a time out of time yeah. kind of thing. So you're not just like talking to the air and everyone's like, what the heck is going on? Right. That's what I like to think happens. Oh, um, Everstall, one one quick question. Yes, Winda. Okay. You've come into many, many, many magical items and artifacts. Yes, I have. I'm very magical. Have you ever come across a sword that can talk to you? Of course. Still not buying it. They gave me a look. Korath knew. Korath knew. Told you, Brimley. My friends, do you know what you must do? Galandan's yep. right, you know. He's very smart. <laughs> we must bind the fire cage in the water yes. realm. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. must. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lothamar? <laughs> Anything you want to say to me? How do you expect me to keep hope in someone who is so downright disrespectful? Lothmar, I don't know entirely where you are from. <laughs> I don't know what you've done. I don't know who you were before you arrived at a troon. But I know my viola. That's it. <laughs> and his voice just kind of fades from your, uh, from your heads. And it's kind of time snaps back into reality. Firmly... Take the circlet. Put it back. Firmly is gonna... And Kellen goes, Gorth, what happened to your leg? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Just kidding. Long story. <laughs> so, so, yeah. After Brilliant finished ca- finishes cataloging everything, mm-hmm. um, he said, Well, I think it's time for us to go. We're going to get a room and then go deal with this stuff. Would you like any of our associates to join you? Yeah, that'd be cool. We got Dogman. No, no, not the captains. Not one of them. Gangsta dwarf. <laughs> Gangsta dwarf. <laughs> Od original uh, not, dwarf. Not my captains, but one of my soldiers, perhaps. Sure. What you got? Give me a name. Give me the deets. We'll figure that out next time. Sounds good. <laughs> well, you guys can talk about it too. Not all yeah. of you might not, you know. Go cool. on. All right. So Brimley will um, make his way upstairs and figure out how to get a room. Uh, uh, Windar is going to use. He's going to oh. persuade somebody. Sorry, Galanin says, uh, please, my friends, do not, do not room here. It's dangerous for us to all stay under this roof for too long. Ooh, we're going to go back to the bar of the Barking Bard. I mean, hang out Brimley, Brimley can do that. That's what Brimley's going to do. He's going to go hat shopping on the way. Okay. You wanted to do something? Yeah, I want to I persuade somebody. Okay. I want to persuade the orc, to, the half-orc, to try and be my friend. Okay. So I'm gonna. You go. just want to like plant some seeds of like, buddy. Buddies. Yeah. Also, it's to use my chip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Roll with advantage. My. Pers- or I guess I'll roll. I get a plus ten to persuasion. Okay. With advantage. Hell yeah. 
And I, I go up to him and say, what's up, bro? And go to fist pound him. It's fun. He goes, hey, you're all right, man. And he fist bumps you. Cool. Let's catch you around, dude. That's it. That's, that's the end of that. Yeah. Little, little thing. Now, Window has a new friend. So they kind of, you know, shepherd you out of the building at this point. Right. You guys love to loiter. <laughs> They kind of they shut the door behind you, and so what do you what do you do? I, I say, um, let us meet back in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Um, Korath will head off to. Well, do you do you do you leave the tavern? Oh, is yeah. My, is my first question. Do you all leave the tavern? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Give Tim a good old bye-bye, buddy. What do you want to say before you leave the tavern? Not exactly. I was just saying, like, I'm going back to the bar of the Barking Bard. Mm -hmm. And it's just now occurring to me that Lothmar only goes there once a week. So he has an apartment, and he's not inviting us. I'm offended. Cool. That's true. (laughs) Can we hang out at your house, Lothmar? We don't have anywhere to go. You have, you have living quarters. I do. <laughs> None of us will go into your room, we promise. But you walk out of the door of the tavern. Mm. And sitting casually on a barrel is a man with oh, white hair. God damn it. <laughs> hey, I got shoes. A purple <laughs> tattoo on his neck, piercing blue eyes, white robe, black trousers, black shoes, black, black boots, really purple rope around his waist. And Aegisar Rorak says to you, hello, my friends, I believe it's time we had a rematch. And that is where we will pick up next time. But we tired <laughs> <laughs> for session two of this is going to hurt a fifth oh, edition dungeons man. and dragons podcast. Cool. So before we end this session, we are going to do some shout outs because some people have been saying nice things about us and we're happy and we want to say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! What he said. So excited. Yeah. Recently, we got three new five star reviews on iTunes. So we haven't been like reading the reviews out before for season one. Right. But it feels good when we read it. And we're going to share it because people put time into writing these things. And it's super corny to read it out loud, but we don't care because we're a bunch of cheese balls. So we're going to do that now. I'm going to go first. Is that Gouda for you listeners? Oh, God. <laughs> this, this is happening now. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first. I was debating whether or not to read his like username because it looks suspiciously like a phone number. But in my head, it's already on iTunes, so I might as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is a comment left by 5648790. No area code. So I guess that's good. Yeah. Um, Very hard to find them. This was the latest one we got. It's titled Love This Podcast. Are you ready for this? I love your podcast. Great storyline. Thanks, man. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Short and sweet. I love it. Whatever it might be. Hey, that's that's awesome. I really appreciate it. I'm gonna that. read mine. Uh, I'm gonna read mine next. All right. This uh, this next one is from Macklemore. I don't think it's that Macklemore. I think it is. But if it is, it might as well like, be. Dude, hit us up. Dude, do you want to do our theme song? Yeah. 
Well, we've been thinking about starting to do more shirts, so maybe he could do a song for us called like Gift Shop. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I roll up with a gnome on my left side. <laughs> Name's Korath. So Macklemore says to us, I'm new to 5e and DMing, so this, and then he put in parentheses, amazingly entertaining podcast was a huge help in learning both the mechanics and gameplay of D&D. Fantastic storytelling, role-playing, and enthusiasm for the game is on display each episode. And my name is Toko. That's what he wrote. That's good. Nice. That's pretty good because we're also learning the mechanics as we go. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> how do we, how we, jump we are by no means experts. <laughs> hey, man, you got to figure it out as we go, I That's guess. That's right. You learn by doing. Well, that's super awesome. Hey, I have the third and final one that we were reading for this set of shout outs, and it is titled The Best SpongeBob Podcast Ever. It's by? It's by a person named I Play a Monk. I wonder if that's Probably. a monk in D and D or another. Anyways, just hanging out in a monastery somewhere. Yeah, right. I play really a monk D and D. Cool. Maybe he ran out of letters, and he's actually a monkey. A monkey, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. Anyways, that was a dumb joke. I play a monk. I appreciate your five star review, and I'm going to read it now. Uh, in parentheses, he says in this review, I say he, and it may not be a he. Yeah, right. So they say. In this review, I will be replacing D&D with Spongebob. If you have yet to listen to this podcast, you will soon know why. Well, I know why. But I, don't, I don't understand. Can you explain it to me? Let's see if the... Let's see. Let's see if they explain does. it. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and this one is one of the best Spongebob podcasts I have heard. I just got to stop you right there. What do you mean one of the best? <laughs> are there we others? are the best. <laughs> are there others? Are there other Spongebob podcasts? <laughs> well, okay. Let's, let's, we'll have to look into don't it. Don't be judgmental, because they, they, said, they said they'd be replacing D&D with, with Spongebob. All right. Uh, going, so, all right. All right. It's, it's supposed to be like D&D podcast. You got me there. Spongebob. Anyways, know, anyways uh, the story so far has been interesting, Thank but you. the best part are the players. Yeah. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> I'll just stop there. Um, they just have so much fun and make more nerd and Spongebob references than any other that have me constantly laughing or thinking things like I'm not the only Yu Hakusho fan. You're not. Darn dude, you are not. <laughs> You're not. I like the questions at the beginning of the play sessions, getting to know the players a little, which normally gets left out compared to the characters, but every character is played well and has their own interesting personality quirks. If you were looking for an amazing SpongeBob podcast, I would strongly recommend This Is Gonna Hurt. Thank you. Oh, That's nice. That's so nice of you. Thank you. So that's the iTunes stuff. I guess we'll move on to the other like couple of quick little things we got. We do want to give a quick shout out to the Boneclad Nomad on Twitter. Yeah. Because he is blowing up our feed. That's right. And, and dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that guy. Yeah, you go. Also, I mentioned this earlier in the session. Brandon Johnson emailed us at this is going to hurt info at gmail.com. And he clarified exactly how uh, Korat's Divine Smite is supposed to work. And so we really appreciate you, Brandon, we appreciate you writing in to help us because like we mentioned a few minutes ago, <laughs> we are a work in progress. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Hey, and uh, we also found some more comments on the Podbean. Again, these these things barely show up. You yeah. know, h- half of us can't find them. I won't say which half, but... Uh, He's bald. <laughs> Ouch. Damn. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He shaves his head. <laughs> 
That's awful. <laughs> All right. That's our DM. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Dude, uh, DM's got to be a little bit evil. Like, yeah, I'm but in saying. the game. In the oh, game. Why you got to go there? Wait. Oh, I'm only supposed to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you're just a bad friend. Yeah. yeah we were, we were getting together and talking about how much we hate doing this, but to make those jokes, I'm a Scorpio. I'm really sensitive. <laughs> Anyways, going back to the comments, the people, because that's what we're here for. This shout out time, not us time. Hey, so a couple months ago, I'm not sure if we called this out, so I'd like to do it now. Steve Beggs What's left, up? left two comments for us. One on just a general comment saying absolutely loving this series, exclamation point. So he's loving it. Appreciate that. And then he commented on episode 22, Toko's Guide to the Riverside Town. Awesome podcast. Loving it. Wow. So that's Steve Beggs. Thanks, Steve. No problem. Yo, Craig, you're being awfully quiet. What's that about? Yeah, seriously. So we so had <laughs> we had another one from uh, Kyle Mickelson, Mickelson, 86, from two months ago. That said, hey guys, it doesn't say hey guys. I don't know why I said that, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it says, I love the show. Thanks guys. And keep up the good work. Thanks to you. I'm getting back into D and D from a long absence. That makes me feel good. That really does. That's awesome. He also commented 17 days ago from today. Don't do that math, please. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, all I can think of during the intro was Billy Bob Thornton from Slingbade. That boy is funny, not funny, haha, funny, dot, 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 end quote. I don't get that reference. Yeah, we don't. I mean, like, I but. Googled it, and I found, <laughs> I found, like, a potato joke, and I, th- I think we were talking about potatoes, so. So, write us again. And, and explain that one. Which will make it not funny anymore, but. But we want to we'll, know. Yeah, I'm curious. We'll be on the inside of that joke. So, yeah. And that was on episode but 40, thank you, I think. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I guess the only other real thing, it's not really a shout out to any specific people, but just to everybody. We hit 35,000 downloads like Yay. last week, I think. Whoa. We have as much as an okay YouTube video. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, you know, <laughs> warm and fuzzy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Nice. I know we were, we were supposed to do a giveaway when we hit 25,000 and then we forgot and uh, just never did it. Who's our business manager? I don't I think we hired one. Did, did we? No. With what money? Exactly. Oh. Our budget is negative right now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like really negative. <laughs> really, really bad manager. <laughs> Business manager is really bad. They can't uh, even figure out how to pay themselves. Yeah. And so that is all the new reviews and stuff that we got. Thank you so, so, so much for uh, writing those th- nice things to us. For real. We appreciate it. Yeah, it I mean. It's happy. Yep. It, it's really awesome. Appreciate it, man. Alex, you're being quiet too. Yeah, for real. What is happening with these guys? I feel like they don't want to be here. Cool. So that's like, that's our shout out section. It is. And that means that we will be back in your ears in one week when we keep going, drop a new session for you. Woo. We'll see what happens. Cool. With Aegisar. Bye. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to This Is Gonna Hurt. While you're waiting for the next episode, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where our usernames are Gonna Hurt D&D, or check us out on our website, thisisgonnahurtdnd.com. Feel free to email us any comments or questions at thisisgonnahurtinfo at gmail.com.
Hey guys, on a more serious note, this podcast is a lot of fun, but it does have some overhead that we need to take care of. If you feel like helping helping out, uh, we set up a Patreon where we made some rewards that we think are actually pretty good and you're going to enjoy. If you can't do that, it's fine. We totally understand just subscribing to the podcast through any means that you listen, through iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. We'll appreciate your continued listening ship. But if you want to contribute, we're going to have links on the website to get to the Patreon. Thanks. Well, we'll see you next week. And if you don't come back, you may just see how big I really am.